What's up, you guys? It's your host, Anna. Welcome to this week's episode on Undereducated. We have talked about doulas on here before, but we have not talked about a postpartum doula. That's what we're jumping into today. Tune in and let's get going. So we're just going to dive in. I want you to just introduce yourself and then we'll just see where our chat takes us. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. I love it. Okay. So um, as you mentioned, I'm an occupational therapist. Um, but actually, I think my story starts like a little bit before Give that, right? Start start <laughs> okay. You want to. Cool. So um, I'm from actually Minneapolis, like the metro area of Minneapolis. Wow. Uh, yeah. And um, so quite different from you know yeah, like right <laughs> totally so um I went to went to school for psychology and biology and then during that time I did a lot of like working with adults with developmental disabilities and then also like victim advocacy work okay. so that's kind of an interesting background and that led me to occupational therapy yeah, so, very interesting kind of yeah, way to get there. A lot of, like yeah, a lot of OTs have a lot, like, have a very kind of diverse background. Mm-hmm. Um, have you worked with OT before? I have, just, yeah, at, you know, at the hospital. Yeah. Not personally, obviously. Awesome. <laughs> Not yeah. from my own experience. Yeah. But they're incredible. And awesome. I do agree. I think it kind of takes everyone that I've interacted with comes from a very diverse pathway, and I feel like very led to this career of kind of helping others regain their... Abilities, totally, you know I mean? totally. That's kind of my segue because a lot yeah. of the time I've actually found in the like since I started practicing, I don't have to explain a ton of like what it is because it's a growing profession. There's so many more people who are actually doing it. But yeah. um, so I got my my grad, well, I did my grad program in occupational therapy in Duluth, Minnesota. So if anyone's yeah. from like that area, yeah. it's fabulous. Yeah, very, right? <laughs> very outdoorsy, very similar to here in Salt Lake. Um, and I found myself just attracted to like so OTs can do so many things like you mentioned like occupational therapy is really just like promoting people's functional independence to the max it can be in anything it can be in um, pediatrics it can be in geriatrics it can be in pelvic floor actually it can be in um, lactation as well so I I just know that that like kind of blanketed over into that I didn't know that was like an OT well Well, I guess it (laughs) <laughs> right so like here's here's why like because we were like jack of all trades because um we say we cover activities of daily living okay. and an activity of daily living is like what everything and anything that you do that encompasses your day yeah. so that can be like as simple as getting yourself dressed mm-hmm. that can also be eating yourself that can be feeding your child you see where i'm yeah, going I with this getting your, your scope of practice to like anything you want to do that's kind of amazing pretty much a lot of us work in more like clinical type settings and yes. that's what people are a little more familiar with yes and that's what i've been doing for the past seven years and that's been like my love yeah. so yeah i've been yeah i've been an inpatient neuro rehab for like seven years wow. 
and I'm a stroke specialist. Oh, that's amazing. I love it. I love it. It's awesome. I get to help people every day, like, regain these basic activities after something just really big that's happened to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I've been doing that for seven years. I love it. Yeah. And it's such a, it's such a special thing. Yeah. I, I think watching somebody regain that independence and that, like, confidence in their ability to do something after they've been through usually like a traumatic event like a stroke or something like that right right is just I can't imagine how rewarding that is oh every day it is so cut filling I love it I love it I love it and I'm sure you're changing lives as the therapist for those people because they rely on you pretty heavily I'm sure and Mm -hmm. is that does that kind of weigh on you sometimes I mean I don't know I mean it can. I imagine it's kind of frustrating too because right. obviously success when you're regaining function <laughs> is like measured in like you moved your finger a little more today you know yeah. what I mean and yeah. so I could see it becoming kind of a frustrating job sometimes sometimes but then like so you get those people right where it's just you know what it's going to be a little bit of more of a slow progression and yeah. that's okay and that's where we're at and that's where I'm just there to be their cheerleader and then other people, like, you know, they are making progress, like, you know, minute by minute. Yes. So that's, you know, that's fun to support and see, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my OT path, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, But I'm sure that background has kind of given you the perfect basis for what you're oh kind my. of starting up now. Because everyone's motherhood journey is different. Everyone yeah. progresses differently. Everyone's Completely. experience is different. Has different needs. And so I'm sure it's made you the perfect postpartum doula. <laughs> I, I would like to hope so. I'll kind of lead into like my postpartum yeah, journey yes, from here too. Yeah. So we moved here seven years ago. Okay. Um, and so did you come out here for a job or was it just oh, like random? No, 100% the mountains. Okay. Yeah. 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 Why not? It's the best yes, place to be. it really is. And my husband was a wildland firefighter at the time, okay, so that. just like the perfect base for us yeah. and just kind of where we wanted to raise a family. Um, so work-life balance, I guess. Yeah. Hey, we <laughs> yeah. all made it. I'm glad that you found it. <laughs> right? Um, and then we had our son a year and a half ago. And my, like, so pregnancy was great. My delivery was wonderful. Like, okay. I couldn't have asked for a better um, team. I was like, in a, hosp- I had a hospital birth. Great. And I had a fantastic birth doula. Um, Annalie Muse, just shout out to her because yeah. I love her Is she from dearly. a local agency? No, not even agency. She's so independent. Sweet. I love it. Yeah. yeah, she's independent and just had the best experience with her. Um, but then... For it. I'll link her in this Yes. That'd be great. That would be lovely <laughs> if you could. Um, she is... Oh, anyways, um, backtrack. But I found so, like, great, you know, pregnancy, delivery, and then my postpartum period hit, and I was like oh man like all the books I read Mm -hmm. like all of the classes I took didn't entirely prepare me for this this is just wild (laughs) yes Yes. and I feel like a lot of people feel similarly yeah yeah I think um I think it's tricky and this is one of the things I love about women's health but it's also one of the things that I find most frustrating yeah is that it's hard to prepare in a lot of ways. Oh my goodness, 100%. It's totally individual. And you can't really plan, (laughs) right? You can't plan. Like the best plan is like, 
be educated and know what your options are. Be able yeah. to advocate for yourself, but like, like no plan. Yes, like exactly. <laughs> do all those things and then maybe probably throw it out the window because like who even knows what's going to happen. So it's like you had done all the work probably. Oh, yeah. You felt like I am ready. Here we oh, go. my what gosh. What that I don't know. Like, and like, you know, when you're, when like you study really hard too, you're like, I put in the work. Yeah. Like, so I should have this expected outcome. Yes. And like, no, no. <laughs> absolutely oh. not, absolutely not. And then I also found too, like, oh my gosh, like all of those check-ins I had before, like, where is everyone now? You know, in the first year, um, my little guy, his name is Harris. Oh my <laughs> Thank you. So Harris has, you know, six to seven visits in like the first year of his life. I have one. I have one and I'm like, this is like just a really wild time. I, if I'm really like now what I know now, I probably had like postpartum, like OCD mm-hmm. and anxiety and just like, but no one screens for those things. Yeah. No one asks, no one checks. They just talk about postpartum depression, right? And like we were struggling with feeding. I didn't even like, I didn't know where to turn. Yeah. And I was like, I need like a me. I need an OT in this setting to help me with my activities of daily living. So yeah, and I just was like, these things need to be automated. What what like can I do in my scope of practice that like just makes sense that I can serve other women in this time? Um, and postpartum doula was it. Yeah, That's yeah. Like a beautiful like roundabout way of you finding kind of this new thank you it's yeah it gives you like a personal empathy oh my gosh yes and you know what you felt and in retrospect obviously everything seems to make a little more sense you know oh hindsight's 2020 oh i'm just i don't know i'm just thriving here (laughs) and you're like no i was anxious i had ocd i was depressed i wasn't eating i wasn't exercising oh yeah all the things that you just kind of to the back burner you do you're just trying to survive oh my gosh 100 percent. and it sometimes takes someone saying like it's okay yeah we need to do this thing for you yes and like you can rest totally you know I, mean? and I don't know i think we'll talk more about it but a postpartum doula is like an ot in house kind of it totally <laughs> is it totally is i i didn't have a postpartum doula and that's something i like now knowing what they are, and I'm gonna, I'm kind of, I'll explain yes, definitely, yes, we'll definitely, definitely. Um, but I found podcasts, and that was like my village, and that okay. was like my, okay, like, you know, all of what you're experiencing is totally normal, mm-hmm. and um, just sorry, but the United States we do postpartum quite terribly, horribly, <laughs> <laughs> really, really terribly. Right. Oh, it's really, it's really bad. I literally got an email two days ago or something that was from my like former place of work that was like trying to recruit me back to work, you know. Mm -hmm. And on it, it was like, we have new like postpartum leave for four weeks paid or something. And I was like, wow, what a gift. Oh (laughs) my gosh. Oh my gosh. No, no. And we're like, we're in this country where, I mean, you know the stats too, but I'm just going to say it. And like, I mean, I imagine a lot of people listening to this too are probably pretty educated, but like we're the only first world country without 
maternity leave or like or like a, like a guaranteed maternity leave and we also like have some of the poorest outcomes for maternal health and mental health and I mean just all of those things right yeah. so it's just kind of yeah it's a broken system in a lot of ways and it's really hard because yeah you know you can look at it from the outside or like being someone who's worked on the inside of it like it's just like you don't really know how to fix it no because there's so many different pieces that kind of fit together and again everyone's experience is so individual it's like you can't make the perfect picture for everyone no but there are so many things that could be better and (laughs) right and it's not up to our you know like i as a healthcare worker and you too it's not up to us like we do our best every day we are doing our absolute best but it's it's a system yeah it's totally a system and we're we're there fighting for it too no seriously yeah but but to see you kind of exiting the system a little bit yes trying to create something that could fill in those gaps that we see within the system I think is so and empowering to other women. Thank so you. tell us a little bit about Beyond Birth Services. Yes. Okay. So I'll start with first like postpartum doula. Okay. okay. So postpartum doula is very different from a birth doula. Honest to goodness, even my mom still thinks I'm a birth doula. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not what I do. <laughs> like, oh, how many times do I have to describe this? But okay. <laughs> Love you, mom. <laughs> That's like the reality. Of it is. There's a lot of misconception of like, okay, I know what a doula Right. So it's like this actually is different. It's, it's different. It's important to know it's different. Yes. And you know, not all birth doulas do postpartum work. Mm-hmm. And yeah. not all, like a lot of birth doulas will do a postpartum visit. And that's just to talk about your birth story yes. and process and check in. Um, some birth doulas do offer postpartum services. But then there are also people out there like me and Beyond Births, like my services, where we just offer postpartum. Or I should say we. It is it is I. <laughs> yes. Yes. I offer strictly postpartum services. And a postpartum doula is someone who, oh gosh, without like the best phrase I can describe is mothering the mother. And it's just, yeah, just my goal is to... Um, nurture new families so that they can nurture their new baby. Yes, that's beautiful. Yeah, thank so, you. So what do you do? I mean, I would assume everyone's picture kind of looks differently again. Oh my gosh, it's so, so like, different per person. So like kind of our foundation for a postpartum doula, right, is like um, we, so we have like the realistic support. So that might just be like light housekeeping, mm-hmm. like cook you a really nice meal, um, hold the baby so you can shower. What a gift. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Change your sheets before you slip into bed for a nap. That's I mean, yeah. right. So like I said, mothering the mother, right? Yes. So that's like that realistic support. The informational support is like, can be breast or chest feeding related. Mm-hmm. So Amazing. yeah, support through that. that. recently. You just passed your I did. Yeah. Thank you. That's a lot. It is. It's and it's a, I should clarify and I'll, it's a certified lactation counselor exam. So, um, and I should elaborate on like counselor versus IBCLC too. Yes, because they are different. They are totally different. Cool. Here. The other takes like, it's like a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars of like clinical work. Oh, yeah. It's wild. It's beginning to work. And I was like, 
wow, that's a lot more than I thought. You know what I mean? Right. You're like, oh, I'll be a lactation consultant. And then you're like, whoa, you better be passionate about this. Yes, (laughs) definitely. So a lactation, so an IBCLC or a lactation consultant is someone who's done 90 hours of coursework and then 1,000 hours of clinical time. And they have a clinical background. So they're a doctor, they're a nurse, a therapist, like an occupational therapist, speech language pathologist can be IBCLCs. Um, We're a growing but mighty field (laughs) of therapists in lactation. Um, So they are often working like in your hospitals, they're working with insurance, like that's who you're gonna see. Whereas a lactation counselor is also a lactation professional. It's a different accrediting agency. Mm-hmm. Um, we have anywhere from 50 to 100 hours of uh, coursework yeah. and then just more like on-the-job experience. Yeah. And those people are in a, a certification exam as well. Okay. So that's what I am. I'm a CLC. Awesome. And I just passed my certification exam. I'm really excited about it. Congrats, seriously. Thank you. And... Um, so, you know, I feel really, really confident setting up new family, like 90% in normal breastfeeding, right? Setting yeah. people up um, and just like troubleshooting and solving problems throughout the process. Yeah. But when things are a little more tricky, like if there's like a tongue tie, a lip tie, if like, you know, if there's just a skill set I don't have, like I'm going to refer you on to yeah. an IBCLC. Which like... So good on you for being able to say, like, if this isn't within my scope, like, I'll just send you to someone that can. Oh, yeah. You know? We've got to do what's the best thing possible for both the birthing person mm-hmm. and the baby. Yeah. And if that's not me, that's okay. But I can, like, I've done this before. I can continue to support people yeah. because it's not just about that one-time visit. I wish I could say, like, you go once and it's all fixed. It is a journey. Mm-hmm. And multiple check-ins, honestly, are, like, really 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 helpful so like finding someone before like you even have baby like who's a lactation professional that I can touch base with to know how to set me up best is a fabulous idea and then even like setting up an appointment yeah no I think yeah honestly we were talking I was talking to my husband about this actually just like a couple days ago I was thinking about a reel to make about breastfeeding. Yeah, <laughs> totally. We were talking about how we hate making reels for anybody who <laughs> yeah. gets on Instagram ever out there. So <laughs> um, necessary, but, but bane of my existence. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we were talking about how there, there's such a learning curve with breastfeeding. And like I think of my own breastfeeding journey with my first baby versus my second and how it literally took like one piece of knowledge to completely change my experience the second time. Where like mm-hmm. the first time, I just had no idea about what a good latch looked like. Oh yeah. And I ended up with like blisters and horrible, horrible, painful nursing for like a month and a half at the beginning of our breastfeeding just because he latched wrong for the first 24 hours. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Where like baby number two, it was like, okay, you pop your lips out. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Right. And like, we had no issues, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and that's why it went so much better the second time, right? Yes. Because you know what to expect. Yes. We're in this culture, honest to goodness, most of us were bottle fed. Yeah. No, truly. Right. And yeah. how many people have actually seen breastfeeding yeah. or yeah. chest feeding? People still think it's weird. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And like, who's seen a newborn before? My Harris was the first newborn I'd ever held. So kind of wild. isn't it? Oh yeah, so, like, no wonder why we have a hard time and, like, really could use support. So if people aren't getting it, it's not anything that they're doing wrong. It's just, like, 
total lack of exposure. So, so I remember someone had told me when I was pregnant, find a lactation consultant. And I was like, no, nah, I think I'm good. Like I took a breastfeeding class. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Yes. Experience, like a counselor. Like and even following up, honestly, because yes. sometimes oh. things look great in the hospital, <laughs> yes. but then you hit the two-week mark. Mm-hmm. And, and then gorged, and the baby can't latch, and then there's other issues. and like Totally, oh. totally, totally. So, like, and that's actually what I really advertise and I talk yeah. about is, like, those evidence-based times mm-hmm. and how do we time our doula visits where I can offer lactation support. And I go in at three days two weeks and six weeks because those are kind of our times that prove for a lot of families to be um challenging and you know what if they're challenging i'm here to support and if things are going beautifully great great i'm still here (laughs) right i'm here like i will cook you a nice meal like whatever i'll go back to kind of you know postpartum doula kind of circling back so you know informational right yeah sleep i mean like I also can connect, like so sleep with baby. What's normal? What's normal for baby behavior? As an OT too, I also know a lot about like motor development. Yes. I really do. So like, if you ask me, is this normal? Yes. I mean, I can't provide OT services in yes. in the community. That's not something I'm prepared to do yet. You're like, but maybe on the horizon. But maybe on the horizon. I love that. For now, it's just postpartum doula, which I think is just so lovely and all encompassing and perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and see what else I can also talk about, like, you know, um, connections in the community, yeah. right? So that's the informational support that a postpartum doula provides. So you want a cranial sacral therapist. You want a pelvic floor therapist. I'm going to talk about that for a second. Do you? I didn't know cranial sacral therapy, like, existed. Oh, my gosh. And my second baby was so colicky. Yes. Like, out of this world colicky, and I just didn't know what to do. I'd seen a lactation person, they were like, his latch is fine, I don't think he has a tongue tie, like, I don't know, you know what I mean? I think that, like, it's just probably, like, the milk, I don't know, we were at a loss. Oh, no. (laughs) My sister-in-law had seen this amazing therapist, her name is Cynthia, and she was like, you should just go see her and just see what she has to say, because I feel like a lot of this can be resolved. And I remember filling out the, like, checklist for, like, the patient, whatever, the first thing, the intake form and all of these like symptoms the baby was having and it was like fussy crying like colicky goopy eyes like it was like all these random things that I was like what does this have to do with like this is so weird and we literally went in and she like felt around in my baby's mouth and he ended up having like uneven muscles in his tongue which was leading to like tension in his neck which was like kind of giving him torticollis which was like leading to a bunch of other tension in his body mm-hmm. and through like working through like therapy exercises with her his colic literally like resolved isn't and it she wild addressed my diet at the same time and it was just like she felt like my postpartum doctor yeah because she yeah. was like meeting with me twice a week to like talk about what i was eating how my body was functioning that was like leading to his colic and then his tension and like i don't know it was mind-blowing to me to see how she literally connected all of his issues to like tension in his mouth. <laughs> Isn't that incredible and as though? As a result, like his goopy eyes went away. Totally. Because like the muscles in his face were relaxed. Like it was yes. mind blowing to me. And I didn't even know they existed. 
they are fabulous and something that like oh my gosh, I would love someday to add that to my yes. services. Yes. But until then, there are, I mean, there are so many fabulous cranial sacral therapists like locally. And I'm like on, again, look, you know, happy to connect people with, with oh, those yeah, professionals. Amazing that you know those resources and can connect. People. Yeah. And I think that's like the power, honestly, of like having someone in your home all the time. It's, mm-hmm. or even yeah. like through a quick text, like, hey, like, do you know of any acupuncturists or, you know, chiropractors or like, what would you suggest for this? Or, you know, so a postpartum doula is a really great person to toss those ideas around with. And we talked about this a teeny bit before we started, but in your own experience, and you can totally stop me if I'm putting words in your mouth. Oh, no, that's all right. You kind of felt like you didn't really have that support at the beginning of your postpartum. Mm-hmm. Within your family, like, did you have like an amazing support system, but nobody had had a child yet, and so it wasn't like no. oh, you relate, you know what I mean? You didn't no. have anybody to bounce these ideas off of, like, is this normal? You know, I think like this is... your mom friend? Like, right, you know? right, right. No, my community is back, like, my mom community is back in Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah. So, like, and they'd kind of been through it a while ago, mm-hmm. so I didn't really have that community. I had, like, you know, my parents, I could text, but like it was so long ago for them. Mm-hmm. So that honestly, that emotional support and that validation that I could have gotten from a postpartum doula would have been so lovely. And if here's the thing, though, is regardless of whether or not people have a postpartum doula, because it, you know, it is an expense and we can talk a little bit about like what that is, too. But find your village, mm-hmm. find your people. Whether it's through a mom's group or like, you know, whatever, or, or sisters or people who've been through it before who can just validate you and support you, um, if, which is exactly, you know, postpartum doula too, but find, find your postpartum doulas in the community if yeah. you can. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think that's a big point to make too is validation is huge. Oh my gosh. The birth and the postpartum and even like motherhood. Because I think a lot of the time, one, you have an experience that may not have gone the way you thought it would have. Mm-hmm. People end up with, you know, like a birth experience that was different than what they planned for. And then postpartum's different than what they planned for. And then motherhood is, looks different than what they thought right, it would. Right, right. And obviously, I would hope for everyone that they have a partner or a spouse or someone that validates them in some way. Yes. But it's, it's so healthy and good, I think, to find people outside of just you and your partner or your spouse that validate and feel what you're feeling in a way. Oh, you know? totally. Just because it just it just gives you one more drop of like, okay, I'm not crazy. Yes, okay. yes, okay. right, you right. Know? And, and being validated really does like change the way you view your experience, I feel like. It's oh. like, oh, okay, I'm not crazy for feeling this yes. way. Yes. Or like, oh, this actually is normal. This is totally Someone normal. Else had this happen yeah like I am in the norm I am not but you know we do we do this parenting stuff in so much isolation Mm -hmm. we really do so it's just like I'm gonna grin and bear and like I'm a good mom I'm just gonna do it and you just kind of get in survival mode a lot of the time you do especially early postpartum where you're Mm -hmm. dealing with lack of sleep you're dealing with just changing your whole life to evolve around this new life little tiny human yeah and their ever-changing schedule yeah (laughs) you know you kind of are in survival mode but knowing that like 
you're doing <laughs> what someone else has done yeah. and you can connect on that level is so powerful. And it is finding, so powerful. You know, whether, again, it be a mom group, it be your sister, it be your postpartum doula, mm-hmm. I think having someone you know can provide you that validation is so huge and something that mm-hmm. you can kind of start preparing for while you're pregnant. So that's a question for you. Do you connect with clients, obviously, like before they have the baby, mm-hmm. I would hope, how early in pregnancy do you kind of like Oh gosh! You don't really begin your services, but like you don't really because right. Self-postpartum. Right. No, I like to say like most people start searching for a birth doula around like the second trimester. I suggest start searching for a postpartum doula around the same time. Okay. I'm yeah. connecting with people oftentimes in like the last two months of pregnancy. Okay. So, like, not so close for it could, <laughs> like, yeah. baby could come in any day because, yeah. you know, want to talk about what preparation looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, but, because, you know, and also people in that state, right, like, are, they're so, like, they've got this big thing ahead of him. Yeah. They've just got, like, like, the delivery of their baby looming ahead. So it's really, I know they say, ah, oh, plan for your postpartum like you plan your nursery. Sometimes it's just hard. Right. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So if you can do some of the groundwork and like, you know, when people do reach out to me, it's like, okay, good. You know, we've got, we've got a plan in place. Like yes. we've got some things that we can talk through. I've got, um, so we, we meet, um, during that time, you know, before yeah. like a month or two before the baby comes mm-hmm. and just talk about like, what does a plan look like? Yeah. I was going to say, kind of yeah. me through like what a typical session I guess would be and like what kind of a plan you are making. Yes, we're talking about, honestly, like, what what does it look like when your family shows up? That's the big question. What does it look like? And um, how can I, like, how can you guys, as parents, as new parents, like, establish what your new boundaries are with your family member? Mm-hmm. Like, does that mean the people who come to visit, are they, are they helpers or are they baby holders? And that is your choice entirely. conversation that needs to be had yes because I do think you find yourself kind of overwhelmed in the moment because everyone I believe that visits has good intention oh my goodness yes but your needs may be different than what their intention are and exactly so to have had that conversation before mm-hmm. and say like hey this is where we're at and like even have that conversation with those people before the baby comes and say you know what when baby's here you guys we cannot wait for you to come visit right but I'd rather have you do my dishes and yes. then come sit by me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes, know? I could not agree with that more. So that's definitely, like, a real yeah, a good conversation point. I love point. that you are having that conversation with me. Yes. Because I feel like it's not had enough. Yeah, no, it's not. No. <laughs> um, and then, also, you've probably heard about the no- note on the door. So we talk about strategies. Good. Because it's really hard to also, in the moment, to oh, yes. say, hey, you know, here's what I need. Can you help me with this? Yeah. Totally. So, like, that note, I'll refer to that note, and that's, like, you know, please limit your visit to 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. But if you do come in, we would love if you could sweep or, like, put the laundry in the dryer or, you know, whatever help that might be. So we talk about that. Um, we also talk about um, breast chest feeding, if they need any education on that. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, the people who are coming to me are really, really prepared. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
you're typically a more of a type A person if you're contacting me before. Yes. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're more of a type B person if you're contacting me after. after baby. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm still dying. Right. right. Exactly. Which is fine. Your totally fine. Are still totally fine. Oh my. In that moment for the type B person. One hundred percent type B people. I see you. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we, honestly, we see you extra because yes. <laughs> we know you need it more. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so just kind of planning what does, you know, do you have your supplies? What kind of supplies would be beneficial? Um, and then also I think, you know, the, we talk a little bit about lying in and what that looks like and how that, how can, about that. yeah, yeah. So I don't like to say rules because like rules are just, no, <laughs> no, no, just guidelines. Cause everyone's different and everyone does postpartum differently and everyone has unique needs. Yeah. So the five 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 rule is five or five 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 guideline. Guideline. Thank you. Thank you. Um, is five days on the bed. So that just means like meals are in bed. You're getting up and you're going to the bathroom, of course. But you're really most of your time is just like spent in bed, lying down. Yeah. Okay. Five days near the bed. So that might mean you're moving towards a comfy chair. Like this is, you know, we're talking like up to, upwards of t- day 10, right? Yeah. Um, but really, really low activity. Maybe you're out on the porch on like a nice like couch out there, but just really, really taking it easily. And meals are still brought to you. You're not doing any of the housework. Mm-hmm. Your focus really during this time is just skin to skin time, bonding with your baby, and just getting to know your new family member. Okay, and then the five days around the bed would be maybe this is a good time to start introducing like a gentle walk, but still staying really, really close to home, not going out, just lying low. And all of these practices are just, they honor this massive transition that you and your partner um, or, you know, just and family and you know maybe if you've got toddlers or older kids in the mix are experiencing because I think a lot of the time when we rush to resuming what you know what we think we should be doing or like what we were doing before it's that's when people have a really hard tend to have a hard time and they set some I think unrealistic expectations about what um what recovery could look like or what yeah. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more with that. And I'll be totally transparent. I did not adopt the 555 guideline with either of my births. But I don't think I knew much about it, honestly. I don't yeah. Think it, I don't think it was really on the forefront of my mind. But it's on my list of next time I have a baby, this is what I'm doing. Right. Because I think the benefit of just really soaking in those first 15 or more yeah yeah and really honoring that space of like wow this is a huge life change Mm -hmm. this is a tiny new person that we're welcoming into our family and into our life and everything else that has been existing and going really can be put on pause right and I don't think I don't know I think especially my personality it was just like go 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 like I'm home I feel amazing let's just do life Oh, yeah. And I think I felt, especially with baby number two, a lot of mom guilt kind of creep in of, like, if I'm sitting in bed, my two-year-old's going to feel bad that I'm not with my three-year-old. Right, I mean? or like, right. Baby's asleep. I should take some time to be with the other baby. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, 
it was such a hard balance for me to find for months postpartum. Yes. And I think had I taken the time to kind of welcome the transition more gently. Yes. <laughs> and be like, no, you know, to my two-year-old, be like, it's okay. Mommy's going to spend time with the new baby and you can come spend time with us. But like, this is what we're doing and this is how we're going to kind of start this journey versus right. like, making the baby fit into our schedule. Yeah. You know? And I think there's a time and a place for that because that's just the way our life moves is eventually baby just comes along and we right. you know get back into it. Right. But I think there's so much to be said for honoring that space in the beginning from a physical standpoint, especially. Oh my gosh. From and, a mental you know, standpoint. Mental, all oh, yes. From a lactation standpoint, yes. when you're spending all that time in skin to skin, mm-hmm. you're, so good. you're going to get more feedings. Baby's going to gain better weight. You're going to establish really good supplies. So there's so many positive things about that time. And if you elect not to chest or breastfeed too, still lying in is a fabulous way to honor that transition. Yes. And that's where that postpartum doula there. Yes. Full yes, circle, yes, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, true. Because I yes. feel like so much of the pressure we feel to get up and get going is like, my kitchen is a mess right there's no laundry laundry. yes the stupid stupid little yes that just feels like they're burying you yes or even you know when family members do come in because some people say well I've got family coming in but you know is that family member are they providing that kind of support that you need to honor that lying in program so that doula can kind of be a little bit of like a a coach, I guess, like, oh, hey, you know, mother-in-law or mom or whatever, could you, you know, this is what you know, the birthing person needs. Right Can you go do this for them? And family members love that. Yeah. They just want to help. Well, they love to feel useful. Yes. And again, I think their intention is 100% pure and good and being there mm-hmm. and wanting to help you and support you in the best way they can. But in their head, they're like, oh, I'll hold the baby. Right. Like, that's literally what they right, think. You know what right, I mean? right, right, right. Yes, it frees up my hands to do the work I don't right. want to do. <laughs> right, right, right. But, you know, our job in that time isn't hosting. Yes. Right. It's not hosting. I think that's what, like, a lot of us fall into. Mm-hmm. So so I talk about that a lot when I first meet with people. Good. Yeah. And then also setting up meal trains, too. Meal trains, what's your plan for food? Um, you know, what's your plan for sleep? Too. Mm-hmm. We talk about that. Which so, sleep. <laughs> sleep is like my nemesis. <laughs> and when I say plan, I mean loose plan. Yes. yes. <laughs> the loosest plan you can imagine. Yes. But also, I know you've heard it before and you'll hear it again, but the sleep when baby sleeps. Honestly, if you can honor that, even for the first 15 days. Right. Like, if you can, I mean, I'm speaking as a person who was like, oh my gosh, I can't sleep when they're sleeping. My mind's going a mile a minute. Yes. But yes, yes. 100%. Say, can, if you can. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, even educating on safe sleep, too, yes. Yes. is kind of a thing that is really helpful for a lot of parents initially. Mm-hmm. So. Because I feel like a lot of new parents, especially, are waking up all the time like yes sleeping it's like are they breathing they made that noise right like so many things that do just keep your mind racing totally having the evidence or the research or the information yes on those subjects can just help quiet the crazy mind yes and put you at ease a little bit exactly and everything really that we're 
like giving you this is not what Aunt Sally says. Like this is yeah. not like yeah. lore. <laughs> Everything <laughs> that I'm recommending to you is it's evidence based practice. And if yeah. I don't know, like I'm gonna point you in the direction of really good resources that are absolutely evidence based. Yeah. So that's definitely um, the hallmark of a postpartum doula is we're evidence based. We're not healthcare practitioners, but we do aver- operate from a very evidence based model. So, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that... No, and I think I think kind of just what you said is kind of the perfect ending in a way where it's like we talked a little bit about a broken system and how, you know, a lot of things slip through the cracks and the beauty of a postpartum doula, especially what you're doing out here kind of independently building mm-hmm. your own thing, is that with your, especially with your background and your basis of knowledge and your skill set, you are going to be able to fill in those gaps and also at the same time build a very trusting relationship with your clients. Even just like the whatever hour we've been here chatting, I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> like, no. please invite back into your house. <laughs> Thank like, you. Just truly, I, you can tell by just interacting with you that you're a very genuine person who has the best intention and is going to like do everything you can to enable, help, and like care for the person that you are offering these services for. Like I can just feel that. I've obviously Aww. I'm obviously not your patient right now. Oh, but, but thank you. Yeah. But, but you know, I I truly on this podcast, like the intention is to educate and help people have the information they need to make the decisions they want to make and advocate for themselves. Right. And kind of fill in those gaps that they may like fall into in the system mm-hmm. like on their own right and offering services like a postpartum doula is like something that i genuinely want to be able to speak to and yeah like if i didn't think you were worth recommending i wouldn't have you on the podcast well you know thank you I mean? so much but i do i do just think kind of in closing to talk about um just like what continues to fuel your like desire to care for people postpartum because i think it's something that can be draining mm-hmm. and i think like you said it's something probably innately within you as an ot anyway yeah <laughs> but what what kind of drives you to do this for people? What's like the overall thing that just makes you want to be a postpartum doula for somebody? I, oh, that's a really good question. I love, I love service and I love lifting people up and I love seeing people come into their own with confidence and start to trust themselves. It just, oh, like I feel like I'm getting choked up talking about it because it just fills my cup. Yeah. It always has, I think, like seeing people just make those little successes as, as a therapist and then um, seeing people come into their own as parents um, and embrace all of the nuances, <laughs> like yeah. really, really just brings me so, so much just immeasurable joy. I wouldn't be doing like this is a hard starting your own business is like it is a hard route. It is a it is a calling <laughs> like it yeah. is 100 yeah. percent a calling. Um, and especially when like, I love what I do. I love yeah. my, my, you know, my full time or actually it's now part time work so I could devote I time that. to this. Wait, so how amazing that you were able to step back a little. Oh, yes. Yes. So much so. Um, but I know we're, but we're, you weren't looking for a No, I wasn't <laughs> looking for it, but it totally came to me. And every, like every new parent that I've helped out there, it just has been, you know, through difficult times and through like incredible joys it's been just the best best um experience it's been i can't even describe it so 
Thank you so much for the incredible compliment, too. I really appreciate it. Yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm <laughs> excited for people to hear more about what you're Thank doing you. and to hopefully connect with you. Because yes. I think you will be probably the thing that people need the most and they just don't know they need it yet. Right, that's the thing, is they just don't think, you know, they don't know, right? So yeah. um, thank you for creating the exposure to that. Oh, um, I do want to say, though, like, postpartum doula work is viewed as a luxury service. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, bit, it which, totally is viewed yeah. as a luxury service, um, but I really think this is the care that every family deserves. Yes. Um, I'm going to be totally transparent. Costs in the Salt Lake City area per hour and like a lot of us are hourly are between like 35 to 60 okay so keep that in mind I do find however like three to four hour sessions keep them short and sweet we can get the most done Mm -hmm. any more than that and I'm like do we need a babysitter or a nanny is that like what you're looking for or can I connect you with like like a really good house cleaner because I'm not as good as a really good house cleaner. Yes, <laughs> like yes. I'm just not. <laughs> so like, I'm not a house cleaner. Right. So <laughs> and there are people who do nighttime doula services yeah. too. Maybe those are those who like do the eight hour shifts. That's not something I do. Yeah. I've got a little family of my own, so it's just not yes. in my my wheelhouse right now. Totally. Um, but gosh, those are amazing. Imagine waking up to breakfast in the morning and your laundry's folded, and your oh baby's been brought to you yeah. for every feed. What? Can you even imagine? I, I mean, I totally can, and I want that I so know. bad. Like, maybe worth saving up for. Right. So there are local doula agencies yeah. that do offer that. I'm not an agency. I'm an independent. Yeah. So you can find a doula through Doula Match, mm-hmm. also through Google, um, and just Google Salt Lake City or, you know, whichever area you're in, Google those doulas, and that would be a great place to start in connecting. Yeah. Um, and then just back to cost really quickly, some doulas do operate on a sliding scale. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever you can afford, that's what, you know, that's what we can work with. Yes. Because then they have clients who can afford a little bit more. Yes. And that just kind of makes up for the whole. Totally. Whole, fills in the gaps. Exactly. It fills in the gaps. But, and obviously, again, when it comes to expenses, it, it's so tricky and it can be very individual. But I think of it this way. I'm like, okay. around four hours of what could save me like the mental stress of this being like so overwhelming and crazy save $20 over like the nine months (laughs) you're pregnant just here and there like save a 20 here and here and here right totally save up for at least one (laughs) like day you know what I mean yes and And just make the sacrifice if you can it's the appointment that you set for yourself yes it yes. really, really is. It's your like, first self-care. It's your self-care <laughs> appointment. It's, you know, the six-week checkup. Consider this is like, in addition to that. And I also think of, like, what would you spend on a really nice vacation? Yes. Like, hey, like, that, like, a really nice vacation will, or having a postpartum deal or having good support, yes. whatever that looks like in your postpartum period, is going to be equivalent, if not more meaningful and more impactful mm-hmm. than like a really nice vacation and we're going to cost less than a really nice vacation yes. honestly yes compare it that way so that you can right. really affordable <laughs> right and then a lot of people too and I know I'm kind of I'm we're continuing to talk I could just talk forever about this but um a lot of people um we say what should I put in my registry right (laughs) so right and you can there's like so many great registries out there where you can start to like build cash funds right yes which i think is so amazing yes becoming more of a thing (laughs) 
because I mean, as a mom of two, do you like what did you actually need for your oh babies? I tell people this all the time. We laugh about it, but I remember my pediatrician saying, or maybe it was my OB, my very first with my first baby. He was like, honestly, if you have a laundry basket and a pillow, you could use that as a crib. Like, <laughs> okay. Legitimately. Like, oh my gosh! And then I think about how my baby literally didn't even sleep in like the nursery for a year. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, you, you felt like you needed all these things, but I'm like, mind you, have diapers, you have someone to feed the baby, you have blankets and like a couple onesies. Right. <laughs> and a carrier can be a godsend. Yes. But yes. then. Baby wear. I baby wear. <laughs> right. But like, but really, when you really think about it. What like do you need? Five to ten things max. Generally. Yes. So I'm like, yes. when I see these overwhelming registries and blog posts of like, all the things you need. <laughs> yes. Like, Whoa. Yeah. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Rather than somebody spending $40 on a baby outfit, put that $40 in a cash and gift it, card or like and like anything. Totally. So you can choose how to spend it in the way you need it. Totally, you totally. You don't know what you need. <laughs> you don't know what you need. You don't know. And the cash fund, you know, have that Diapers, be for your pelvic floor therapist, therapy, yeah. your, you know, lactation counselor visit, your postpartum your doula, postpartum doula <laughs> your, you know, your birth doula, all of those things, I think. Those are, those are what we really need. Yes. We, you know, there are great products out there that, you know, can make parenting a, a, like a little easier, but these things make parenting and like the transition of parenthood so much more supported. And with that, you guys, I hope you walk away knowing a little bit more about what a postpartum doula does. If you're interested in Becca's services, please check her out on Instagram at Beyond Birth Services. Again, I couldn't recommend her enough, even just interacting in an hour. She is someone that I would welcome into my birth space and into my postpartum space. And that's saying a lot. I'm pretty picky. So I highly recommend checking her out if you think this is something that would be beneficial for you, which it would be. So check her out. If you aren't already, follow me along on Instagram and TikTok at undereducated.pod and catch us here next week for another episode.